Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us this Word, Lord, just allowing it to be a mirror to us, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for giving us salvation, Lord, not just leaving us inside the dark, Lord. And Lord, I also thank you for giving us the knowledge of your salvation, Lord, and giving us everything that we need to know, Lord, before we even need it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us and glad to get back into the Word. Uh, I hope everyone else is, you know, is refreshed and rejuvenated Mm -hmm. by this time as, well, I'll say I am. I can't speak for everybody else, but, you know, I I definitely enjoy these these morning Bible study episodes with each of you. So uh, I trust the Lord that you are being blessed and fed and filled and refreshed along with us. So I want to encourage you at this time, if you are just joining us and have not read where we are continuing our discussion, it's in Acts 15 verses 1 through 31, that you would pause the episode at this time and take the time and opportunity that you need to read through that section of scripture to better enable you to follow along in our discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, we are going to open the floor for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking, ministering to you. And, of course, if you have any questions, please go ahead and ask them. So who would like to begin? I'll begin. All right. Well, Charles? The first thing that the Lord was speaking to me about was... Verse 3, so being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy to all the brethren. And the Lord was just pointing out to me was that during the situation, it was not an excuse for them to stop working. They're still going about what they knew to be right and what they needed to, what needed to be done in the moment. It wasn't they had an argument, then everything stopped as they tried to want to resolve mm-hmm. it, but they went to resolve it as they were doing what the Lord commanded them to do. It wasn't their own ideas and thoughts or concepts that said, okay, Lord, I'm going to have to put you on pause because I need to go do this just to be sure. No, they continued what the Lord had told them specifically and then went, and go, went to go ask their question. And which that also um, is further amplified when we see James when he was talking um talking to the assembly of apostles and elders how it was a moment to teach all of them it wasn't just to okay we're going to stop this argument but it was also a teaching process for all those that were there and it correlates to how mommy um said that you can't expect babies and to be elders but it's also not just allowing the babies to stay babies but mm-hmm. it's teaching them so that way they can become elders Amen. it's not stiff arming them and saying You've just gotten here, and I'll be the elder for as long as you live and I live. No, they're <laughs> trying to get back in your baby seat forever. 
Yes. Get that binky in your mouth. I was going to say with a little pacifier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. And how is the opportunity to teach all of them so that way they can mature inside of the Lord? Mm-hmm. 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 Amen. But and on that line mm-hmm. of thought, right? Is that not how a child acts, though? They can only focus on one task at a time while they're still developing. And they're taught, these are the res- as, as they're maturing, right? These are the roles and responsibilities that I have been given. And it has to be done, right? There's a requirement yes. to, for it to yes. be completed and fulfilled, right? In full, lacking nothing, but done in excellence as unto the Lord, regardless of what else comes up. But when we're young, right, or I'll say the four stages there that John talks about in First John, as infants or as toddlers, right? Yes. Are they able to demonstrate that yet? No. 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 It's one-track-minded, is focused, right? And if something comes up, all of a sudden, everything else is out the window, right? <laughs> Yes. yes. Okay, I mean, let's think back to our own lives here, right? I'm not pointing the finger. We're not condemning anyone, but we should be able to acknowledge these things. Mm-hmm. And in that, we also can recognize and acknowledge where the Lord has brought us to today. And that's what we're seeing here. They're not tossed about or shaken by every wind of doctrine or whatever the situation that comes up. They're dealing with it while also continuing in the work, in the role, and with the responsibilities, fulfilling those in completion, in excellence, that they have been given by the Lord. And again, all that is done as he leads in perfect alignment with him, which includes his perfect timing as to when and what should be said or done and how the saying and doing needs to occur, right? Yes. And do we not see the fulfillment of everything? There's teaching, training, encouragement, admonishment, reproof. Yep, some some correction or rebuke, right? Yes. All of that is happening simultaneously, but it's still happening in love while this is being sorted out. Yes. So, so we should recognize that. I'm not saying there, there might not have been some heated discussions, right? Or that, that's human nature. But if there are, where is the love of God in that? Where, is, where are the rest of the fruits of the Spirit? Love, patience, self-control, right? Yes. All, and all the others. We should be able to have those conversations and allow the Lord to teach us and show us through his Holy Spirit. Right? Yes. Yes. Just like we're seeing here in Acts, as you brought up there, LaCharles. What else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also, um, another thing that the Lord was pointing out to me was that even with the indecision that they weren't still divided but they were all able to say okay lord this is what you're saying and we see that inside of um verse 22 then it pleased the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men of their own company to antioch with paul and barnabas namely judas who was also named barsabbas and silas leading men among the brethren and how i found it interesting was that 
while we see that originally where James was speaking and Peter, it was just the elders and the apostles gathered, but then they let everybody know what was going to happen and what Mm -hmm. they're thinking and considering doing and how they all had peace and rest from the Lord about doing it. It wasn't Peter just standing up and saying, you guys be quiet. I'm calling the shot since I did it first. And Mm -hmm. he wasn't doing that, but he let them all hear from the Holy Spirit. Then when they had um, peace about it, they went forward. Right. So you see, there's a difference between um, seeking to do the will of the Holy Spirit and seeking to get your will done. How when they sought to do the will of the Holy Spirit and decided that they would yield then Holy Spirit brought peace, which is what he does. He will solve the, the, con, the, the confusion. He'll solve the situation. He will bring a resolution and he'll provide instruction to move forward. That's what he does. But when you seek to get your own will, it causes contention, confusion, strife, strife bitterness, bitterness, envy, man, and division, anger, hatred. So murder. <laughs> exactly. All of those things come when we're trying to assert our own will and find dominance which is why when they tried to the other people tried to say no you got to be circumcised and you got to keep the law it did not bring peace right because holy spirit was not backing that it didn't bring and peace doesn't always just mean quiet i'm not just talking about that but there's a um like a a solace that comes into our inward being we're like okay we're at rest he brings rest when he does actions even if it's a going to get this whip together and turn these tables over, it still brings rest. But what we do in our flesh is incapable of doing such a thing. So, you know, to your point, they didn't silently avoid dealing with something that was wrong, that was contrary to what Holy Spirit was doing, what he had already demonstrated and indicated and spoken amongst the um, the apostles and the the early church. He already gave his decision on this. So they weren't like, well, we're just going to be quiet in the corner and hope these folks go away. They were willing to confront it in love by seeking the will of the Holy Spirit and then coming together to discuss it so that Holy Spirit could have an opportunity to bring peace amongst them. And this is the way you should carry yourself in a marriage as well. And everything. It demonstrates maturity, not trying to play ostrich and bury your head in the sand and avoid the issue, right? Have the discussion, but again, how you approach that discussion, submitting to the Lord, hearing what he has to say, saying what he has to say, doing what he has to do, how or in the manner with which he's saying to say it and do it. Amen. That's how we carry ourselves. And and I referenced the marriage covenant because it's different. It's supposed to be amongst believers, right? Yes. Who are in agreement to do the will of Father God knowing that God brought them together in union and covenant. So how do you solve conflict in marriage where one person is saying, this is what I'm hearing from the Lord and this is what I think and someone else is you let Holy Spirit judge. You come to him with whatever's going on and you say, I'm here to seek your will, God. And then the both spouses say, I'm here to seek your will, God. And whatever you tell us, that's what we're going to do. We're going to search your word. We're going to seek your word written, and we're going to seek your word and your guidance, Holy Spirit. You know, some things may not be specifically listed in the Bible. What house do we live in? That your address is not written in this Bible. So no. that's something you need Holy Spirit to provide guidance on, or, you know, things of that nature. Uh, well, and that's, and that's a great example, but well, that's just one aspect, right? It as, is. As it's everything. If, if every believer approaches Christ in that way, yes. we'll have his results. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And something that distinguishes the church and the marriage is having a, the marriage covenant is having a similarity is that there's not unbelievers involved that you have to deal with. So typically when we find ourselves in an environment where we're in, we're mingling with unbelievers. Yes, we always come with Holy spirit. What's your will? And you submit to that, but the unbeliever has no responsibility to seek God in that way. Do you see the, there's a, a difference there? Now yes. God will bring peace and he will, he will rule over that situation and give you favor. He'll cause laws and rules to be changed in your mm-hmm. benefit. I've seen him do it. He will, but the unbeliever has no obligation to come before God to bring peace. So you rule in that um, situation in a different way. You come by humility and you invite Holy Spirit in and you still have to keep governance over demonic spirits and things of that nature so that the will of the Lord can be done. And sometimes if they are insistent on being unrighteous, you um, ask God to, you know, do something in that situation. To minister to the heart, right? What does he say even about kings? The heart of a king is, is a what? Like a river in the hand of the Lord. Like a, a stream or river, depending on your trend, in the hand of the Lord. He controls it, which way it should go. Absolutely. So, so in the same with even, I'll say, non-believers, not yet believers, right? But it's it in and of itself is also an opportunity for us to demonstrate the love of God, mm-hmm. the fruit of the Holy Spirit, His will that we're submitted to operating in and through our lives. Absolutely. But that... The unbeliever is approaching in a different way Amen. than two spouses. So as we're looking at this, we see how the Lord wants us in people with people who we're in covenant with, how he wants to engage with him and how he will bring rest to the situation. He'll do that with unbelievers as well. But he did ask us to join ourselves with believers. Correct. Amen. Amen. Yes. And just I'll, having that understanding, because lots of people don't know how to cooperate in their marriage. Either they are ultra dominant or they bury their heads in the sand. But how do you walk together? Well, I love how you brought up that in relation to marriage first, because if you really consider this in line with scripture, that's where it should be the easiest. It should. Sh- should be the easiest, because... What did the Lord say to Adam that that woman or his wife was? A helper. A helper or helpmate. Comparable to him. Comparable and suitable for the purpose. The purpose of carrying out the will of the Father in and, the earth. And exhorting, encouraging the spouse to do the same. Mm-hmm. So it should be, the spouse should be a helpmate and both both people are then have that same goal and focus in line. To encourage and admonish each other to cling to what Holy Spirit's guiding and exactly. to the word of God. So that and so we see the uniqueness and the difference. An unbeliever has no obligation to listen to Holy Spirit or to cling to his word or right. any of that. So where I can say that to my my spouse as fellow believers or within the church as fellow believers, I have to have a different approach sometimes when talking with unbelievers because Absolutely. They, they have no covenant with God and they have yes. no obligation or commitment to his word. But uh, I want to make this point to you, right? Because it's not just about the, the spouse and, and, and the household. That should be the easiest time. Mm-hmm. There's also the interactions and the dealing with other believers, other members of the faith, of the household of God that are part of his body or his bride. And that would be the body of Christ. Exactly. The, the church, not the building. That's right. not the church. It's the group 
the grouping Amen. together of individual members who've said I do to Jesus Christ, who are now our brothers or sisters in, in the Lord. And that should be almost as easy as in the house. Amen. As in your household with your helpmate, right? Because each person should be submitted to the Lord and wanting, desiring to carry out his will and encouraging others to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And once they find out what the will of the Lord is, agree to do it. That's it. He's the ultimate, um, uh, what is it, like quarrel solver. He's the one, you know, mediator. solver. Mediator. Exactly. Yeah, me, there he is, yes. the, the mediator. He is the, the ultimate. comes in and judges and says, this is right. And then everybody's like, okay. If mm-hmm. you're truly coming to do his will and exactly. not trying to do your own, you're like, okay, well, Holy Spirit solved it. Let's roll. So just be in alignment with him. Mm-hmm. And you will find that when you submit to that, there'll be a lot less problems in your life with your spouse or in your marriage and in your house, but also in the body of Christ. If everyone would just have that mindset. Amen. And it takes it away from being, I'm wrestling against you. It's it's you and me tussling over something. What do we think? And it puts it in the hands of the one who knows, the one who orchestrated and commissioned your very existence and the existence of all creation. <laughs> so he knows the right answer. And then... It also relieves that um, that leftover, that residual bitterness that can come when it's me against you. When I pit myself against you or you're against me, now there's opportunity for bitterness and unforgiveness. But when we say, Holy Spirit, what do you want in this situation? He has a, the come in with the answer and you're Scott, you're clean, I'm clean. And we're like, okay, well, Lord said the judge right? has, has banged that gavel. Let's go on. And it's not you are dominating me. I'm dominating you. There's no manipulation. It's free and clear. So even in the body of Christ, that's how we avoid um, unforgiveness. That's how we avoid strife. That's how we avoid those things. By just taking this simple approach of going, what do you want to do, Lord? And then you ask him what he wants. I ask, and we're each equally yielded and submitted to hear his will and then just say what he tells us tells us to say and then we let him be responsible for ministering to the hearts and getting them in line that's the easiest thing you'll ever do so so let's let's renew our mind on this right because the world would tell you that marriage is hard that marriage is difficult Mm -hmm. and there's no more difficult than just going through life by yourself there are trials and challenges that come up but guess what It it should be easier because you have someone else to help you walk in. You still have your part and your role to play. Mm -hmm. But if everyone submitted to the Lord and just wants to do his will, it's it's easy. easy. It is an easy day. Every day is an easy day and it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. and and joyful. Mm -hmm. And then if, you know, something's out of alignment, like Holy Spirit, I yield it. You go ahead and take care of it. Him (laughs) dealing with his children is different than him dealing with the world and unbelievers. He knows how to he knows how to reach him. If he knows how to reach an unbeliever, you better believe he can reach those who are his own. And he just knows how to answer it Amen. And, and leave it peaceful. And in doing that, it takes the pressure off of you mm-hmm. to try to insist and force your way and your will upon another. Mm-hmm. We have such a, a delightful thing that we have in our marriage is the Lord told me before we got married. He's like, don't, don't <laughs> go picking and nagging and messing with him. He said, you come and talk to me about it. And usually what happens is the Lord sets me straight if I'm coming with some of my own nonsense or my own will and my own preference. And likewise, yes. And he says, get that out the way. And then he says, okay, now, now. But he said, don't tell him your problems. Tell me. And so I'll tell, we tell each other, I'm telling on you. I'm telling my father. So I don't have to argue with you. And <laughs> likewise, like that, that it be, but as soon as that's said, 
it causes both of well uh, in puts our case right we go he oh yeah it to me it puts me on notice so, so now i can okay. <laughs> i can examine or check myself and and go well, am i out of alignment here lord and and so just now my heart is open and i can talk to, if right. it wasn't open before i can hear from him more clearly and and um, no doubt vice, vice versa, versa right absolutely and and then after time it's come to the point like i know he's gonna tell let me just go ahead and get it together already <laughs> no need lord you don't have to you know that's okay that's okay i already talked about it so what do you want to do but but it has that lightheartedness in the moment of oh yeah this was said oh yeah he's gonna i'm gonna tell my heavenly father on you oh okay well let me let me examine myself and we can laugh even like right mm-hmm. in the moment and we, we, we already know. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Amen. enough to keep us straight. <laughs> so I hope that encourages you. And I hope you are able to see how we are to interact with the Lord and each other, mm-hmm. our, our spouses, other believers, and, and even non-believers to carry out the will and the plan of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the word of God is the ultimate looking glass. Amen. It is the best reflection and measuring stick of who we are and where we are. So look into it often and see yourself and how the word has a real life application to help you today, even though it seems like these things happened a long time ago. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Charles. Lord, we just thank you that we have your will to guide us, Lord, and that we don't have to try to make our own decisions, Lord, which will ultimately fail, Lord. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we also just thank you that you are the creator of peace, Lord, and that you have given us rest, Lord, and as well as giving us a season to work for you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.